0: Turns out Dean Everson has the inside scoop on Kirill Kaprizov as he heads out the door. We'll talk about what he said about Kirill the Thrill, as well as a look at tonight's game against the Nashville Predators. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new content throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we'll talk about what Dean Evason had to say in his sit-down with Michael Russo. In regards to Kirill Kaprizov and why he is off to a slow start this season, we will also discuss tonight's game against the Nashville Predators, a homecoming for John Hines, and a familiar face behind the bench with Andrew Brunette leading the Nashville Predators. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. We're feeling better, we're sounding better, and uh, we are excited about what is in store tonight against the Nashville Predators' second game of the season with John Hines as the bench boss for the Minnesota Wild. And just some interesting things from Hines earlier today, saying that the game against the St. Louis Blues has got to be the standard. That has to be the level at which this team competes and pushes on a nightly basis. I also like the fact that he said uh, there are some things that they liked about what they saw against the Blues that they are going to reinforce, but also some things that are going to need to be cleaned up and uh, will be worked on with just some tweaks, just some different philosophies on uh, on some of the areas of the game that Hines wanted to really pick at uh, that he will do so as he does uh, throughout the course of the next few days and weeks as he continues to get further acclimated with this team. We'll talk about it coming up here in a little bit, but uh, no major changes tonight. Hines wants to just kind of continue to see which players gel the best and uh, just kind of see how this team handles just that initial push uh, of urgency that they now have with a new coach behind the bench. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about some of the tactical things to go into tonight's game against the Nashville Predators, but we got to talk about something that was revealed in Michael Russo's sit-down with Dean Evason after he was relieved of his duties. And so I read you the following excerpts. Russo asking, point-blank, is Kirill Kaprizov hurt? What's gone on with him? And here's what Dean has to say. I think his injury took a lot out of him. He comes back and plays two games and then the playoffs, and he's still in recovery mode. He's had it looked at again this year. I don't want to give secrets out, but that's a hard injury to recover from. Has that affected his ability to have the pace? Yes, 100%. I do believe that Kirill Kaprizov is trying his tail off. He just hasn't found his skating pace that we are accustomed to. Now, some interesting things to dive into in that piece of information. We speculated this early in the season. Is he just not as engaged? Is he kind of tuning out what's going on around him? Well, I think the thing that pointed to there being some injury concerns was just the fact that he had no burst, no separation, none of that speed that we've seen in Kaprizov's game over the last few seasons. And so this makes a lot of sense that he was rushed back um, after suffering the injury and uh, just was not able to get back to... His level of play, saw that through the postseason. That explains a lot of uh, his struggles in that Dallas series and just not looking right. The thing that is a little concerning is that if it is a continuance of that injury and you had the whole offseason to try to heal it up, to rest it up, and now we have still seen it become a concern here this season. That's where the concern comes in. But then again, you can rehab and rest an injury all you want. And going through your normal work workout routine, practice routine, things like that, it may not be as much of an issue. It's when you get to those instinctual movements and that game speed that things start to become a problem. I also don't think it's a coincidence that we have seen Kaprizov up his game after that basic two-week bye for the Sweden games. It seems like since the Sweden games, he has really started to get back to that level of play that we've expected of him. And I thought in the game against St. Louis, he continued to do some of those things to be able to push into the offensive zone. The team not using him on the power play as simply a spot-up shooter uh, to try to lower some of that that movement. And so that leads you to believe that he's starting to feel better and is maybe finally putting this behind him. But my question is, why'd you rush him back in the first place? I mean, I know the edict... From up above is that this team needs to be postseason caliber year in and year out, but we're starting to see what happens when you rush somebody back, and I think it's pretty evident that he was rushed back against the uh, the Dallas Stars in the postseason last year, um, and just was not able to provide the same level of spark that he has in previous seasons. So some interesting um, interesting quotes from Dean Evison in his sit down with Michael Russo. If you haven't read it yet, I encourage you to take a look because uh, just some interesting insight into what happens to a coach after they are uh, let go. What's 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 on the docket next for Dean. And it would not surprise me if somebody out there uh, decides that they uh, want to give him a shot for a head coach, especially one of those uh, Canadian teams, maybe Toronto, maybe Montreal, could, could be that we see Dean Evason back uh, sooner than expected uh, here in the NHL. But again, that, that's the big takeaway is that uh, it's, it's injury for Kirill Kaprizov and not some of the other things. And, you know, as far as carelessness with the puck goes, it's clear that he has been trying to overcompensate knowing that he does not have the full arsenal at his disposal But that's where you end up hurting the team when you're trying to just, you know, overcompensate and do too much. That's where the turnovers come in and and some of those things that just have hurt this team too much so far this season. So hopefully we are on the right track to getting him back to uh, where he needs to be so far this season. But then again, we'll we'll only know with what we see. And uh, over these last few games, it has at least been better. So. Big reveal from there. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the things to consider for tonight's matchup against the Nashville Predators. Turns out the Predators don't have a, a very good penalty kill either. So we'll take a look at all those areas as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Game Time. If you love to live in the moment like I do, you have no doubt gone through the ticket buying experience the day your favorite team is playing their hated rival, the day your favorite band comes to town for a concert, or the day that you decide after a nice dinner with friends you want to go see some comedy. All of those instances, you probably have run into expensive tickets, or worse yet, you buy your tickets and go to the event and find that the views are obstructed. Game Time is here to erase any worries about buying tickets the day of your event. They offer last-minute tickets, plus, most importantly, views from every seat in the venue. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure after the game tonight against the Predators that you hop in for our Lockdown Wild postcast. Join in on the conversation. If you join in and have anywhere near as much fun as the, the postcast after the St. Louis game was, you're bound for a great time. So uh, make sure to hop in on YouTube and join the conversation as we break down everything that happens in tonight's game. The Nashville Predators come into this matchup with a record on the season of 11-10, and 10. and Andrew Brunette is the uh, head coach of the Nashville Predators this season. And why is that notable? Because we have seen an interesting drop in production from the two teams that he has left as assistant coaches two seasons ago he left uh, he was the assistant and then head coach of the Florida Panthers uh, a team in which scored just a ton of goals and uh, ended up getting into the postseason but going ice cold from the power play I believe they were one of 31 in the postseason and uh, just not able to just not able to sustain that success. So Brunette leaves there and he goes to the New Jersey Devils um, and the Devils, one of the toasts of the, uh, the league this past season. And with Brunette as the assistant and then interim in 2021, 2022, the Panthers were 58, 18 and six, 122 points, which paced the entirety of the NHL. And so just a tremendously successful season there. He goes to New Jersey as an assistant coach and the Devils last year were 52, 22 and eight. They had 112 points. They scored 291 goals. Meanwhile, the Florida Panthers last year, they still had a solid season largely because of a uh, huge second half, but they finished the year 42, 32 and eight 92 points. They go from 340 goals scored to 290, and so there was a drop-off for them, and they were one of the final teams to get into the postseason, and obviously they went on a huge run. But uh, first half of the season, it did not look good without brunettes as uh, part of the coaching staff. And so the Devils last year to this year, New Jersey is currently sitting at 10, 9, and 1. And their goal differential is minus two. 72 goals scored in 20 games, and uh, they have given up 74 on the season. And Brunette, it is a young Nashville team. They have gone through some ups and some downs, but they're certainly going through their ups right now as they have won six games in a row heading into tonight's matchup against the Minnesota Wild. And you look at the peripheral numbers for this Nashville team as they uh, stack up against the Minnesota wild predators come into this game, averaging 3.33 goals per game. And uh, the Minnesota wilds averaging 2.95 predators power play at 20% right on the button. Minnesota wilds come in at 16 penalty kill. The predators at 73 and a half and the wild are at 68 and a half. So, Both teams, not uh, particularly good on the penalty kill. Nashville is fourth worst. Minnesota Wild are dead last. But again, the Wild were perfect against the St. Louis Blues. And so, uh, hope for some optimism that that unit maybe is starting to to see a little bit of an increase in uh, their success rate. Predators... Some of the usual suspects for this team. Philip Forsberg, 12 goals in 21 games so far. Uh, Acquisition in the offseason, Ryan O'Reilly. He's got 10 goals through the first 21 games of the season. Former Wild forward uh, Gustav Nyquist playing some top-line minutes for Nashville so far this season. He has 16 points in 21 games, 3 goals and 13 assists. Of course, you got the likes of Roman Yossi. Four goals, 12 assists, 16 total points so far this season and uh, j- averaging just a tick under 25 minutes per night. But uh, a lot of injuries as well. Obviously, um, Minnesota's own Tommy Novak, who is a huge part of the team's uh, push at the end of the season last year. He is uh, is injured and will be out for uh, the foreseeable future. So that obviously is a big loss for the Predators so far here this season. And uh, it's a team that features you know a lot of uh, physical defensemen. You've got Ryan McDonough in that mix. You've got Luke Shen um, that is uh, in that mix as well. And so it should be an interesting battle between these two teams uh, here this evening in Nashville. And it's one that has gone the Predators' way quite a bit over the last few years because... It seems like you know. You you look at Nashville, you look at St. Louis, as the teams that uh, play a similar style to where the Minnesota Wild were at. Just they they do it a lot better, and the Wilds were uh, not able to contain the likes of Roman Yosi as he just k- took over um, over the uh, the last handful of matchups. So that'll be a key, but. Any Nashville team really starts and ends with UC Soros. And Soros, one of the better goalies in the league, although this year 8-9 and on the season with a 2.99 goals against average, a save percentage right at 90%. And uh, for Soros, his year started off pretty rough, but he has uh, started to right the ship here uh, at least a little bit um, over his last few outings three straight outings in which he has given up two goals or fewer. The beginning of the month of November, not particularly good as uh, Soros allowed in four starts, 18 goals, including giving up four to Calgary, three, uh, four to Seattle, three to Calgary, five to Winnipeg, six to Arizona. Uh, not uh, particularly good in, uh, in all aspects. So, him getting back on track has been uh, a huge part of the uh, success for this Nashville Predators team. But uh, obviously for the Wilds, we are very anxious to see how this team does in game number two against uh, with John Hines behind the bench against his former team, no less, here tonight uh, in the Nashville Predators. So it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. The Predators come into this matchup. Having, uh, as mentioned, won their last six in a row, and only one of those has gone to overtime. That was against Pittsburgh uh, back on Tuesday night. But uh, their wins in their last five include four to three over Colorado, and that was the game in which the Predators trailed by one goal in the last like thirty seconds of the game. They win empty net. They scored once, and then they scored again to steal a win from the Colorado Avalanche on that night. They then beat Calgary four to two. They beat St. Louis eight to three, Winnipeg three to two, and then Pittsburgh in overtime by a score of three to two. And Soros has started all but one of those games, and he will get the net here again tonight. It'll be Philip Gustafson in net for the Minnesota Wild as he opposes UC Soros. So should be a pretty good goalie matchup between these two teams if Gustafson continues what has been a uh, solid positive trend for him. Over uh, his last few outings, goals against average under three, save percentage over 90. He's started to get back to uh, what has made him uh, as solid of a goalie as he has been since the start of last season. So that's encouraging from a Minnesota Wild standpoint. Now, some things that will need to happen for the Minnesota Wild in this one here tonight. We'll finish today's episode with our three keys to a Minnesota Wild win. That is on the way here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, refracts, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll also find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, reminder to join us after the game tonight and after we hear from Coach Hines as well as uh, select Minnesota Wild players. For our Lockdown Wild postcast, we will give you all of the recap of all of the action here tonight after hopefully another Minnesota Wild win. Let's take a look at the three keys for tonight's matchup against the Predators, and we will start with the speed. This will be the first road test for John Hines as bench boss, and so the Predators will obviously try to exploit some mismatches, uh in this one but if the wild stick to their need for speed that should allow the wild to uh, be able to overcome some of those potential mismatches um because it looks as though it will be you know trying to stop the likes of philip forsberg also uh trying to um keep Roman Yossi from uh, from doing his thing and so if the Wilds can push into the offensive zone and limit the amount of time that they spend in the defensive zone that should help in uh, keeping them from getting stuck and uh, keeping the Predators from getting too many opportunities to uh, come away with shots and goals here in this one so key number one quickly Move out of the defensive zone and push the pace on offense. And we talked about this in yesterday's episode just not only playing with speed off the puck, but uh, also with just decision making and quick passes, crisp passes, trying to make sure that you have a purpose and an intent going from the defensive zone to the offensive zone. And also, utilizing the neutral zone to get from one side of the ice to the other and not just trying to simply go from one to the next as quickly as you can, which lead to these long passes that get turned over. Uh, So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Wilds continue to adapt that to their current style of play. So push from the defensive zone to the offensive zone with speed. Key number two here tonight is this finally the game we see the Minnesota Wild power play get an opportunity to uh, put up some numbers. Wild power play against the St. Louis Blues, albeit in just one opportunity. They looked good. They got some shots on net. We saw defensemen stepping up into the play. Jared Spurgeon at one point uh, stepping up towards the faceoff circle to rifle a shot in that uh, hit Jordan Bennington. Wasn't a goal, but again, seeing those defensemen step up and not just be that anchor point at the top of the zone, the movement is what keeps the power play going. And so if we can see them continue to do that, this is an exploitable Nashville penalty kill. And so if the Wild are going to have opportunities there, uh, you would think that that would be um, something that they can look at here in this one tonight. Now, as far as penalty minutes go, Nashville is bottom third in the league. They've been penalized 204 minutes so far this season. So they are a team that is less inclined to go to the box than the Minnesota Wilds. But in the event that the opportunities arise here tonight, you got to take advantage of them. And uh, if the Wilds can do that here tonight, that will go a long way towards um, helping them achieve uh, a win In this game. And then the uh, final piece of the puzzle uh, for this one. And uh, it it comes down to the goalies. Comes down to Philip Gustafson against UC Soros. We saw Gustafson out-duel Jordan Bennington the other night. Can he build off of that? And uh, can this team build off of that win on Tuesday night against St. Louis and carry it into another game? and uh, come away with a win here tonight. Can Gustafson continue all of those solid things that he did against the Blues? Can the Wild defense uh, continue a, uh, a solid run for them, limiting high danger chances? Can we see this team build off of what they did on Tuesday and uh, move into a uh, second consecutive game where we say, okay, Things, things look better. That's the, uh, that's the big one here tonight. Now, some other notable names to keep an eye on here in this one tonight. Those are the keys, but here are some of the things that I'm going to be watching in this game tonight. And obviously, you watch the superstars. But I want to see the fourth line again get some additional opportunities in which they can potentially capitalize. Might be crazy enough to call a fourth line goal in this game this evening because you look at what Nashville puts out there for their fourth line, Dante Fabro, Michael McCarran, and Philip Tomasino, I feel like Duhamel, Dewar, and Letary have the edge in that matchup between the two. So if the Wilds can give that line an opportunity, now obviously you're going to be trying to get better matchups than that, but if the Wilds can get those lines matched up together, and give the opportunity to use that speed for Duhame, Dewar, and Letary. We could see a goal here tonight. Hey, why not? I'm, I'm going to call it a, a fourth-line goal tonight for the Wild, building off of what they did against St. Louis and uh, helping the team get another win, hopefully, here this evening. Fourth-line goal incoming. That is an official Lockdown Wild call. Another thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on here tonight is uh, the continued play of Kirill Kaprizov, seeing if he continues to show signs of being able to rise above this and uh, get back to where we have seen him at points throughout the season. Can he pick up a goal in this one tonight? Can he continue that positive trend and uh, start to put the uh, beginning of the season behind him? And the other thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on here tonight The John Hines tactical adjustments throughout the game. We saw at points during the St. Louis game a combination of uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Jewel Eriksson, and Matt Boldy. Just trying to see what that line can do. Trying to see if there are some things that he can deploy throughout the game that give this team a potential tactical advantage. Also, giving additional time to the fourth line, double-shifting those guys, putting the top D pairing with the top offensive pairing to allow some additional skills so that you're not playing basically with three players and then two guys standing at the top. These are the types of things that we want to continue to see more of. You may end up rolling with the same line combinations as Hines is going to do for tonight's game. But if you can see just some just some tactical tweaks, as uh, as I like to say, Uh, That then is kind of where things get exciting as to uh, just the full arsenal that Hines can have for this team as they move forward. So those are the things that I'll be watching here tonight. As for an official prediction for this one, I am feeling confident. I'm feeling optimistic after what we saw on Tuesday. It is a uh, Nashville team that's coming in playing extremely well, but I'm going to say that the Minnesota Wild pick up a four to two win over Nashville here tonight. It'll be three two till the uh, the last few minutes, and the Wild will get an empty netter to seal it. Uh, so four two, my official prediction for the Minnesota Wild here uh, against Nashville tonight. That'll wrap it up for today's edition of Lockdown Wild. Again, make sure to join us after the game for a Lockdown Wild postcast recapping all the action we see in tonight's matchup against the Predators and uh, we'll see if they can continue this role and continue to get things back on track under John Hines. Regardless if they win or they lose, we'll join you after the game, so make sure you join us then. You can also find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.